everybody and welcome to Actually Podcast. I'm your host Jasmine and on Actually I just talk about stuff that's really interesting and fun to me. Sometimes some serious stuff too. Today's episode going to be more on the lighthearted side. Definitely want to talk about Real Housewives franchises. Want to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home trailer that is still not out. And I also wanted to talk about some of my favorite chips. So yeah, it's going to be a very different kind of episode. So if you're ready to take the journey with me, let go. So the housewives, there are, uh, you know, the main, you know, New York, Beverly Hills, New York, you know, I really think they need to reboot the cast. I know they're trying to do that slowly with Leah and, and Ebony and bringing back Heather, which I'm not quite sure why, but okay. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel a little bored with it. I feel like, did I really need to watch a show to be shocked that Ramona is going to act like Ramona, the same Ramona she's always been, shady? Um the only thing missing is now Bethany calling her out on how twisted and shady she is. Um, Luann is still beautiful and Sonia is still inebriated, um, which I know we love her for, but this cast really, I feel like some of these people really need help and I feel kind of guilty watching them. Also, um, I'm just not into the chemistry of the, of the cast and I don't, I don't enjoy the new people. I really don't. So I'm going to move past that and talk about the joy that is Kathy Hilton in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And all I'm going to say is who's hunky dory? Because Kathy is the queen of the awkward silence. And I'm thinking either she is a mastermind, an absolute comedic, shady genius, or she really is kind of one step behind. But to me, when you're the mother of Paris Hilton, the Paris Hilton, the Paris I created reality TV Hilton, I don't know if she's really out of the loop. I think she's playing chess and we're all here kind of watching her in awe thinking we're playing Connect Four, but she really has us. I love her. I am so so glad when she joined the show. I I can't wait to see more of her. Um, I'm not a fan of Kyle, so I pass. And um, Crystal who is very interesting, the new addition, Crystal, you know, I'm always going to rep 818. She's from Northridge. She's from the Valley, you know, 818 represent. And I kind of like that she is putting these people under the spotlight and really taking them to task a little bit about, you know, their lack of acknowledgement of diversity within the show and within their everyday lives. I think it's kind of nice to see all of these ladies on their toes. Speaking of Erica, I'm really just kind of watching this season with a fine tooth comb. I know she just spoke to 
Kyle about, you know, everything she found out about Tom and kind of how she was shell-shocked by everything. I'm just going to say this. I pray that everything works out for her. Do I believe she didn't know? Dot, dot, dot. Uh, 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 uh. I don't know if I could say that. Do I believe she questioned maybe once or twice within that marriage where all the money for those Swarovski crystals, bodysuits, and boots were coming from while she went on her quote-unquote tours? I, I would think so. She seems like an intelligent woman. Um, I just, I, my mind goes back to last season where he tried to come in when they all kind of visited her house on one of the shows. And he tried to come in and she hurried up and grabbed him. She snatched him like a cat snatching a newborn kitten by the neck and shooed him out of the room. I was just like, okay. I was thinking, okay, maybe she just wanted privacy, but I, I just thought it was extremely odd. Now, knowing what we know, I just have so many question marks, which makes it so good. Of course, Rinna, you know, the mess. I, I love Rinna. I've always loved Rinna. I thought she was one of the best hires in housewife history because not only is she used to the soap opera world and is a really great actress, she knows how to bring drama. She knew how to bring drama on days, but she, days of our lives, if, if you know, you guys didn't watch daytime soaps, but she really, um, she really knows herself, but I kind of like how she's even being put on her toes by Garcelle on being called out about certain mess that she does which funny enough no one really does I just think it's funny how people kind of weaponize Rena when they need to and then they feel attacked by her in other places speaking of Garcelle she's my favorite you will never hear me say a negative word about her um, I've seen her a few times in person and had the privilege of meeting her once she is absolutely stunning so gracious she is beauty, she is grace, she is the moment. And it's just like she floats. She is just ethereal beyond belief. I love her. Is she perfect? No, but I still stand. And finally, I just wanna talk about my favorite. And not a lot of people, for, they don't agree with me and that's fine. But if you really want kind of the gritty messiness that Atlanta used to have in the very beginning with a little bit of the bourgeois trying to be so clutch pearls like offended of early Beverly Hills then how could you not love Real Housewives of Potomac it's just so good to me it is my jam. It is the butter to my bread. It is the peanut butter to my jelly. 
I just love it so much. And we'll start with the grand dame because Karen is everything. Karen can never leave the show. And I really hope they hear that because it's similar to what would happen how Nini left Atlanta. The minute you have that main cog in the wheel leave, you lose everything. Which side note is why Atlanta is having such a hard time casting people. Because you don't really have people who are of a certain level who really have the juice that people are really interested in. Sorry, I'm bored by Candy. I was bored by Candy season three. I don't really care about Kenya. Her daughter is gorgeous. Um, she's gorgeous. But I've kind of we've seen kind of the fights and the storylines and whatever. Portia, we know she is not coming back. Well, actually, she might come back, but she's trying to put her head in the sand from all the issues with picking up somebody else's husband uh, but uh you know and all the bones coming out of the closet with her new fiance simon which brings to the report that possibly the original bone collector sheree from those early seasons of atlanta may be coming back to the show so if sheree comes back i will think about it but in the meantime I'm kind of hot and cold with Atlanta. But back to Potomac. So first of all, I remember watching the previews of what was coming up in the season. And all I needed to see was the grand dame, Miss Karen, say to Giselle, who for some reason always wants to throw heat at Karen and never wins. And I love Giselle. And I thought Giselle was like turning a leaf and she was ready to move on last season. And it was like, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. And then it's like the green eye bandits, her and Robin, they just, they got back in, in together, into the ditch and just throwing hate. Um, but when I saw that preview of Karen telling her about her hot box, um, but her saying that to Giselle and Giselle kind of swinging her neck and being like dumbfounded, but not surprised, I just was kind of like, I'm ready. I'm ready. My body is ready. Just give me all the episodes I can handle, which is everything. So I was ready. Of course, you know, first episode, we are, you know, going right into celebrating Wendy's surgery. I have to say, I love Dr. Wendy. I'm really happy Dr. Wendy was hired onto the show. I really like her perspective. Again, she's not perfect, but I really like her. But I really am glad Wendy's back. Um, funny enough, I guess Karen's friend Nia is there and she's a chiropractor. I'm sorry, I have to say it. I'm sure they're nice people. I don't trust chiropractors. And it's not that I don't trust them as people. I don't trust the whole art of it. I know it's helped people. But to me, I can't. I can't. I would rather do yoga, saunas, acupuncture. I can't have you crack me. I can't have you crack me like a walnut because that's my luck when I crack walnuts I crack a walnut it never cracks clean you always get that little piece on the end anyway I digress so that's Mia 
for some reason trying to insert herself in Karen and Giselle's kind of fight episode one which was strange and then episode two now we are seeing Ashley Ashley just the exhaustion of Ashley um, with the older husband who never wanted kids but then kept getting caught cheating and then she would take him back they would forgive she finally had a baby then he wasn't around then he got caught cheating again then he touched a cameraman almost got sued almost went to jail and then they settled out of court but then said it wasn't true and then she's pregnant again and now he's not around again and it looks like he's not even on the show I don't even know if he's gonna be on the show maybe he's finally been told he can't be on the show because he was allegedly for entertainment purposes only touching camera men inappropriately so yeah that's where I'm at so there are a lot of different ones on and I kind of like them for certain people but uh, for the most part I mean yeah I do kind of feel like housewives maybe kind of on an ending course now I think there's so much we're dealing with in the world that I don't know if as many people are making time to really watch these reality shows I am So I don't know about you, but I'm a pretty big fan of the Marvel Universe and um, I've been waiting for this Spider-Man No Way Home trailer to come out. Now, of course, you know, this movie is one of the movies that was greatly affected by COVID. So I know that there was some pushing back of the schedule and kind of what they want to do with the story and then in phase four I think they kind of decided to go into a new direction being that Doctor Strange was now kind of tied into that Spider-Man movie as well as the Loki series that just ended so they kind of did some moving it twerking around and it was supposed to come out right around Christmas this year and I and a couple other people that I was talking to was thinking, you know, maybe the trailer, they're waiting to release it, waiting for Loki to come out. So Loki came out, no trailer. Maybe they're waiting on Loki ending and then the trailer will come out. Loki ended, no trailer came out. Maybe, you know, they're waiting for Black Widow to come out and they're going to kind of see... Maybe if they put a little bit of it there, if people go see it in theaters, then they'll be able to see the whole thing on a big screen, the whole trailer for the Spider-Man movie. And no trailer. So Sony, because Sony and Marvel, Disney, have actually made the deal to kind of be able to work together on the Spider-Man franchise. Whereas before it was a Sony property and then there was kind of an issue when there was a negotiation and then it looked like possibly it may harangue a third Spider-Man movie. So that actually was resolved in 2019 and unfortunately here we are. So it looks like Sony is holding up the release of the actual trailer for No Way Home. And that unfortunately has a bit to do with Black Widow. 
Black Widow was supposed to come out, I believe it was uh, last summer. And then it was going to come out late last year. And then, of course, COVID threw everything off the charts. So then they decided they were going to do May of this year. Still wasn't ready for May. They pushed it to July. So with it coming out in theaters, with a theaters pretty much were open at the time, but not a lot of attendance. So they ended up also putting it on Disney Plus for a premium, like they're doing with a lot of the movies that are being released now. And it turned out the movie had a $200 million budget, and it looks like it's so far domestically, this is just for the U.S., it's only gained about $158 million in box office. Now, it came out on the 9th, so it's been a few weeks, but they were hoping for that number in the opening weekend. And unfortunately, with COVID, with restrictions, it did not get that. So now the talk is, is that Sony might be trying to convince people to possibly push Spider-Man No Way Home into 2022. So that looks like that might be a problem. Like I said earlier, they kind of reworked the Doctor Strange movie from what it was supposed to be into what it is now. So basically a lot of the phase four movies are all kind of hand holding together this certain thematic kind of timeline of what's going on. So to push a movie like that into next year, I think it's gonna get really, really tight. If you haven't seen the movie timeline so far, it looks like setting up next year, March is gonna be Doctor Strange, which they just finished shooting, I wanna say a couple months ago. Then the summer blockbuster movie for next year that's on schedule is the Thor Love and Thunder, which is going to take that franchise in a whole new direction. So if they push Spider-Man into 22, they're definitely going to have to push back Doctor Strange. As I said, those movies kind of rely on each other. And I think that might also have an effect on the upcoming Ant-Man movie. So we've been waiting. We have been waiting for that trailer, but I understand why they've been pushing it back. I mean, you don't want to get people's hopes up. You don't want to do all of the fanfare and say something's going to come out at Christmas only to push it back later. However, I really, really do think, I hate to say it, but I think there is a really good chance this movie will not be coming out in 2021. Um, when it comes to Disney and Marvel, they really like long lead times of teasing things and they usually do a few kind of trailer teasers and a couple clips to get really people really excited about it. You also have kind of sneak peeks of merchandise that comes up around these films. We've already gotten sneak peek into a lot of the merchandise that's been made for the Spider-Man movie which kind of gives away a lot of what's happening between these other movies because you're seeing these influences on the toys. So I think if you push that past 21, and I really hope it still comes out this year, but since we still don't have a trailer and we are fast approaching August, I really have a good feeling 
Spider-Man probably is not coming out this year. So, sorry. But let me say, I am wishing, I am hoping, I am praying I'm wrong on that. I really hope I'm wrong on that because I really want to see it. So like most people, I have a guilty pleasure when it comes to snacks. And my guilty pleasure, uh, well, besides french fries, are chips. So um, I just want to talk about some of my favorite chips. I don't know why, I just wanted to. So I have three different ones here. And these, I have to say, are my favorites. So the first one is Siete Foods Chips. They originally had the tortilla chips in different flavors. They had like that nacho flavor. They had like a ranch flavor. And then my favorite chips are the churro style chips. So they are cassava flour chips that are made into tortilla chip style. And they're put with cinnamon and sugar and they're made with avocado oil. And they are so delicious. I just love these chips. I wish there were more, but they're really, really good. And this is really a lot of cinnamon. So if you like cinnamon, it's really, really, really good. A little bit of sugar. And it gives you kind of like that feeling of having like a churro or like a benuelo without having a lot of the oils and the grease and all of that. So I basically get them at Sprouts. I know they have them at Whole Foods. I know they have them at Erewhon, but I think they're starting to have them at Ralph's. Not sure, but if you want to go to Ralph's Kroger, they might start having them there. But they're a nice alternative, especially if you have a corn allergy you want to make sure it's gluten-free. You want to make sure it's non-GMO. Siete is for you. Okay, so next ones are kind of old reliable. These are everywhere. They're at Ralph's. They're at Costco. These are Snack Factory's pretzel chips. I'm sorry, pretzel crisps. They are shaped like pretzels, but they're really flat like chips. And... They come in so many different flavors. They have like everything but the bagel flavor. They have like a salt vinegar. They have, a, um, I think like there's like a spicy, but I have the old reliable original deli style where they just have salt and they're so good. I love these chips for dipping. Like if you have like any kind of dip if you have like a chunky salsa if you have a, a garlic spread if you have kind of like sometimes I even like to do kind of like having them on the side of like a charcuterie board where you can kind of pile up cheese and olives and spread and different things like that and just kind of eat them as like a little just a little snack but um they're thin they're really crunchy they give you that chip flavor and the crunch, but they're giving you the flavor of pretzels. For me, I just have it where every now and again, I just crave pretzels. I just think about pretzels for no reason at all. 
and they just pop in my mind. I can't get out of my head until I have a pretzel. So pretzel crisp by Snack Factory. A lot of different flavors. My favorite is the original. You can definitely get it at Ralph's, Kroger, Bonds, different places like that. I'm, as a matter of fact, I think you can even get it at Target. But so good. Just so good. I love them. Okay, so these other chips, and I have to say, technically, it's not a chip. It's a snack mix, quote unquote. Um, which I thought what constitutes a snack mix need to be three or more pieces. This only has two different things, but I digress. I actually got this the other day. Cheetos has come out with Cheetos popcorn. So they took the cheese flavor from regular Cheetos, you know how you have the crunchy and you have the puffs, and they put it onto popcorn. I love this because popcorn, low calorie, can still have a lot of it, not get too full, satisfies the cravings. Something that I used to do is I would grab different chips I had in the house and I'd put them into like a small little container and I'd kind of make my own mix. So that kind of the cheese from the Cheeto got on the pretzel, which then got on the little bit of like the, um, the freeze dried peas and things like that. But now Cheetos has done half of the work for me. Cheetos crunch pop mix. So what they did was they took this Cheetos popcorn and they added the actual crunch Cheetos to it. So you're getting a one-to-one -one ratio of Cheetos to popcorn. I can't even put into words how good it is. I feel like I really wanna see this in the Flaming Hot but I don't think it's available yet. Um, I have not been so bold as to put the hot sauce on it myself, but I am seriously considering it. So it is a regular size bag, which is good because I could definitely see somebody going overboard and eating this whole bag. And when I say somebody, I mean myself. So you get the popcorn and you get the Cheetos and like I said, it's basically a one-to-one -one ratio in here. And it's just divine. It's just something about that Cheetos flavor, which we know is not real cheese, allegedly. But it still has that taste of nostalgia where it just takes you back and, you know, brings you to your happy place. Well... For me anyway but um yeah so cheetos crunch pop mix snack factories pretzel crisps and siete foods churro chips and here we are again at the end of another episode i thank you so much for listening for just listening to my silliness. I really appreciate it. Just having fun. I hope you're having fun too. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.